With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into Brewcast from Mason Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Here with you on Tuesday night, August 2nd, as we head into Wednesday, August 3rd. Luke Yardy and Scotty White here with you. And boy, it is close. Training camp opens this week. Fall camp, Scotty White, and I am excited for it, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, really excited. Finally, the week has come. Uh, that fall camp is getting going, um, and I'm excited to talk about our excitement for that. Um, and excited when this podcast posts, we will be officially one month out of week one, September 3rd against Colorado State. And uh, fall camp will be uh, officially going August 3rd. <laughs> so we, uh, it's going to be a great day as, as you're listening to this one right here, this episode. We're, as we mentioned, here with you on Tuesday, August 2nd. So we're going to talk a little bit here about tonight. You know, some of the things we're looking forward to, particularly in the first week of fall camp. And, and as Scotty mentioned, as you're listening to this one, just one month out from the Colorado State Hopener on September 3rd at the Big House, man. And yeah, it, it's really starting to feel real, especially now that we kind of turn the page to August, you know, we, we got Big Ten Media Days. We talked about that last week. Looks like the team got a very cool kind of uh, trip around the state, just a, a week to kind of relax a little bit, you know, and kind of take their mind off football a tad and just uh, appreciate some things uh, in our great state here in Michigan just before uh, they open fall camp. So I'd imagine everyone's going to be rested and recharged and ready to go beginning uh, tomorrow or as you're listening here today. Yeah, and, you know, the thing that I really like about that trip is it's it's just so good for the team chemistry. 
And I think, I mean, just like you saw last year with the leadership on the team, um, you know, there was a different feel to that team last year. Um, and, you know, a big part of that is, is the locker room and the team chemistry and the leadership. And I think that these kind of trips are exactly, you know, you're not on the field competing with each other. You know, you're out having fun. Uh, so that's that's one of my favorite parts about the trip. Um, good time to relax, like you said, just, you know, get your mind off of everything. Um, and now they're really ready to go. You know, they're a month out. This is the time and everybody's going to be fresh and uh, have a good start. So we're going to talk about some things uh, that we want to see here this upcoming week, you know, before we can kind of look back on the first week of fall camp that was when we're talking with you next week here. And, and I think, you know, the obvious one here, Scotty, we'll, we'll get it out of the way, is who's going to emerge as QB1. That's going to be the main storyline throughout all of fall camp. Every single person that is a Michigan fan is going to be really looking for something new each and every day regarding that one, right? Is it going to be Cade? Is it going to be JJ? Is it going to be a platooning of the two? Uh, because we talked about it last week. Media days kind of made it clear to us this is a two-horse race. Cade is going to go in as QB1 to begin, but JJ is going to have an opportunity to take it. And the, the big question marks here this week are going to be, I think the biggest for me when I, when I look at this QB battle, Scotty, is we know JJ's talent, his legs, his arm strength, his accuracy. The the big question is how far along with the offense is he? You know, because he missed a, a lot of time. Obviously, he missed a, he missed the spring game, hurt the shoulder a little bit, uh, wasn't able to throw a whole lot. But there's a good chance that he got to you know spend a whole lot of time at least studying a little bit when he was rehabbing the injury a, a little bit. How far along? And how comfortable is he within the offense? How comfortable is he with his reads? That's going to be the big question mark, you know? Can he can he diagnose the defense quick? Can he make his reads? Can he make the right throws? That is going to be the thing that if he ultimately wins this job, is he's going to be on par with Cade McNamara in that department because of the, the talent level there. That's what Cade, I, I think, really has going for him is he really had a command of the offense last year. And Jim Harbaugh alluded to it a little bit in Big Ten media days. And, you know, most of Cade's drives ended in points. You know, he really he took care of the football. He made the right reads. He was able to diagnose the defenses quite a bit and make the proper throws. If J.J.'s able to be on par with Cade in that department, then I think it's probably going to be JJ's job to win. But Cade's got, you know, the, that mind that he had from last year and that experience, that's going to be a big head start that he's got coming into camp here. Yeah, it definitely is. He, I mean, there is no doubt about it. He is a smart quarterback and he avoids mistakes. You know, he's not a huge risk taker, um, which sometimes limits some of the big plays through the air. But I mean, he, like you said, he doesn't make mistakes, takes care of the football. Um, and, and that is going to be J.J.'s biggest challenge because, you know, we kind of saw sometimes, um, you know, he, he had some mistakes that were pretty costly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for that. Obviously, like you said, the Cade, J.J., who's going to be the starting quarterback, that's the most intriguing thing around the football program right now. That's what everybody wants to know. Um, and and it's definitely – I mean, we have no idea, you know. I mean, is – Hopefully, J.J. is going to be the same guy that he was last year in terms of his injury. You know, you never know what what getting being out for that long, having an injury like that is going to do. Um, so I'm really intrigued about that. Just, you know, making sure that he's really fully at 100 percent going in, which it sounds like he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
that's definitely the biggest question mark around the program. And, and, and the thing is, is that are we really going to know much until September 3rd? That's a, that's a great point, Scotty, is there's a very real chance this thing doesn't get resolved right. in camp, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, we all know Harbaugh. He's, he doesn't like to, to give that kind of stuff away. Uh, remember the 2018 season, I think it was, leading up to the Notre Dame game. You know, nobody knew. Um, but but yeah. we all knew, you know. Right, same. right. You know, you know, you know, but he won't say it. Right. Uh, he, he was going to be the case with this one. Well, the, you know what I find interesting, though, is he was way more transparent with it last year. There was zero yeah. doubts who was going to be starting that game against Western Michigan last year. Like, he said it all through camp that Cade McNamara – far and away was the starting quarterback of that football team. And he even alluded, he was even more transparent at the Big Ten media days than he usually is. So I wonder if he's kind of changed on that a little bit, right? Because when he came in, if you remember in 2015, Jake Rudock transferred over from Iowa and there it it was pretty much like he was trying to keep it a secret as well as to who was going to be the starting quarterback. But everyone knew, you know, you you, you asked someone in the know, it was like, what are the chances Jake Rudock is a starting quarterback week one? And the answer was 99.9%. Everyone knew it. It was a horribly kept secret, but he almost, it it was for for Harbaugh just kind of a, a cat and mouse game, you know, whereas last year he just started being transparent with it because at the end of the day, I, I, I truly believe this. I think he felt that if his team was just able to take care of business, that's all that he had to worry about. He didn't have to be deceptive to these other coaches, you know. Go ahead and game plan for Cade McNamara. We're going to go out. We're going to run the football. Cade's going to take care of the ball. He's going to make some great throws, and we're going to beat you. Like, that was the philosophy yeah. last year. Definitely. And, yeah, it is intriguing because, you know, we haven't seen – I mean, there hasn't been a quarterback battle – this heated in his time. So will he stay with that transparency or kind of go back into that spot where he's not going to tell you until the first day. And it's, it's hard to tell with, with such an intriguing battle like this one. Yeah, absolutely. It's, but it's going to be fun to watch, man. I hope yeah. we hope we're able to get reports, you know, throughout the week. You know, I, I'm not exactly sure how open everything is going to be, you know, in, in yeah. fall camp here. And, you know, like you said, are we going to know, are we going to get updates every day? You know, what, what is he going to st- say about it every day? Cause guess what? Here's the, here's the thing. Every time Jim Harbaugh has media availability, guess what the first question is going to be? It's going to be about this position battle. There's, I mean, that's, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would be surprised if, if he gives much, especially early on. Um, but, I mean, that, that is the battle to watch. Um, I mean, I, it, it's just great because it's been such a long time, like you said, spring ball. I mean, this is where you really start finding things out about who's going to be where, who's going to be starting. You know, this is this is where things get ramped up and we really start to know what the season's going to start to look like. Yeah, because everyone's going to be fighting it out for position battles elsewhere as well, too, right? Like, so it's going to be it's going to be just a little more intense than spring ball is. No question about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's the beauty of it. You got one month to prove yourself. Um, everybody fighting as hard as they can. It's. I mean, it just like like we've been talking so much about. It's just what really gets you excited for the season to get going. So, what other things are you looking forward to here, Scotty? You know, I've been taking a look at depth charts just to see what kind of stuff is going on. Um, and the most intriguing, obviously, besides the quarterbacks, is I, I'm really interested to see what's going to go down in the secondary and on the D line. I mean, like we kind of talked about last week we kind of know what's going on on the offense. Like this is a loaded offense. 
Um, obviously, without we don't know what's going on with the quarterback position, but we know that Michigan's going to have a, a capable quarterback. But it's on the defense, you know. Obviously, Michigan lost Hutch and Ojabo. Who is going to emerge as the guys that are really going to be the leaders on the defensive end is what I'm excited to see. Yeah, because I, I think there there is some depth concern in, in the front seven. Yeah. Uh, I think for sure here. Um, we know probably we got a little hint of it. Um, you know, Mozzie Smith is going to be looked upon here in the interior uh, of the defensive line, but I'm I'm really excited about a guy like Mike Morris. You know, I was watching some highlights from the 2021 season here this year, and uh, he is a guy that could really go out there and ball. Chris Jenkins, obviously, uh, are they going to have enough with, with a guy like Mike Morris and Taylor Upshaw getting after the quarterback, though, right? That's that's the things we're questioning. And even if they can, are we going to have enough depth behind them to, to be able to, you know, sub them out every once in a while, give them a rest, and, and still be effective at getting after the quarterback? Yeah, that definitely is a concern. Um, the depth there. Um, and a couple other things that I look at on the defense is um, just, you know, obviously, like I said, they lost to Jabo and Hutchinson, but also Daxton Hill is the big piece lost in the secondary. Um, so really, I'm most intrigued about the defense there. Um, but I will say I'm really excited to see how Olu does, uh, the transfer center from Virginia. I think that he's going to be a huge new piece of the offensive line. For sure. Um, yeah, the, the secondary is in, intriguing in, in the sense that, like, we thought, you know, we, we saw Rod Moore come in as a true freshman and really make a really big impact uh, on that Michigan defense. Uh, R.J. Moton, that's a name that we've known for a couple of years now who's going to step in, and he has produced over the years as well. Um are are these guys going to be able to play at the level of Dax Hill this year? Like, probably not, right? Like, Dax Hill's a first-round pick. He was a five-star player. Um, but you don't – I mean, you're, you're going to lose something there, but you can scheme that a, a little bit. You're going to – you're not going to get the same production, but can you mask that in other areas? I think absolutely. Yeah, and, I mean, like you said, there's probably not going to be a guy that's going to come out this year and be an Aiden Hutchinson or a David Ajaba or a Dax Hill. But – it's, it's just going to be a different kind of defense, you know, where there's not the couple huge guys who are having the monster years, but I think it's going to be more consistent throughout the defense this year that they have a lot of guys at similar talent levels who mixing together can all get the job done. And I think that that's why, you know, Harbaugh's um, referencing this in, in media day saying he thinks that uh, the defense could be even better. Like, obviously, it's a little bit of coach talk, um, but I think that there's a lot of capable guys that are going to come in this year and, and step up big time. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, kind of just running off that theme, one thing I'm looking forward to is because, like, look at last year, right? And this was, for a Big Ten championship team, this was obviously kind of unprecedented, but they got a ton of production relative to what championship teams, conference championship teams get out of true freshmen, yeah. right? Like, they got contributions from J.J. McCarthy, uh, from Donovan Edwards, from uh, Junior Colson, from Rod Moore, like I said. Like, that is, I mean, four true freshmen coming in and actually giving you something is, it, it's, it's something that you really don't see in a whole lot of places. Whether or not they're four or five stars, even, you know, Alabama, Clemson, they, a lot of the times they're not getting true freshman, you know, contribution right away to the point, to the extent that Michigan got it last year. So are we going to see any of that this year? It, you know, how much is, is Will Johnson, the the 
you know, crown jewel of that class last year, five-star corner, especially knowing that you did lose, you know, uh, something in the secondary uh, in Dax Hill, a guy who played uh, in the nickel position quite a bit. Is Will Johnson going to be able to come in and contribute right away? Is, you know, someone like Mason Graham and Derek Moore, are are they going to be able to give you something, some extra depth amongst the defensive line. How about the receivers? We've heard a ton about Darius Clemens and his ability. Him, Tyler Morris, you know, are these guys going to be able to crack that absolutely star-studded skill position area on the offensive side of the football? I'm intrigued to see what this, this is a top 10 class. Are we going to get more true freshman contributions like we did last year, or is this, or or was last year a bit of an anomaly? That's, That's one thing I'm very excited to see, especially in the first week of fall camp here. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good thing to point out because I mean, like you said, it is it is, it is a great class. Um, and I remember Ter- Darius Clemens touchdown in the spring game, Ronnie Bell sprinting over there um, to celebrate. He he definitely showed it in the spring game um, that that he is a talented receiver. Um, and and it and it goes back to the true freshman last year and the kind of leaps that they're going to make that we're going to see too. You know, I mean, I could not be more excited. I think it's Donovan Edwards that I'm most excited for. I couldn't be more excited to see the t- the kind of jump that he has made from last year to this year. Oh, man. I mean, we even saw it at the end of last year, right? The Maryland game was obviously the coming oh, out yeah. party for him. But, I mean, you kind of saw flashes all year, and he was starting to get his feet wet a little bit. And that was in a pretty crowded backfield, uh, mind you, was, uh, until Blake Corum, you know, got hurt on, in the second, you know, last, last four or five games there. But, he was even able to to start cracking that a little bit. They were they they saw something in him where they wanted to get him touches. When when you have Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum, you know two of the best backs in the Big Ten, and they're still like, we need to find a way to get this guy the football in some of these games, man. I mean that if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what will. Yeah, I mean, I just Michigan is so lucky to go from like Hassan Haskins and and Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, like all in one year, but to still have, you know, it was more Corum Haskins last year. And now we still have Corum and Edwards. Like, it's just, that is, that is incredible. Um, and, and we forgot to mention also another true freshman last year that was contributing so much was Andrew Anthony. Yeah. That's an, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's another big name receiver. I mean, the receiving, the receiving room is just absolutely. Think stacked. about that on the offensive side of the football where you had, J.J., Andre, and Donovan Edwards, all as true freshmen, you yeah. know, and I, I mean, you know, obviously um, they they didn't, they, they weren't the forefront of the offense. Obviously, they're true freshmen, but for them to be able to crack what Michigan had on the offensive side of the football last year was like, oh my goodness, how good are these guys going to be together? Right, and, and how we get to see what kind of jumps they made. Um, and those are the guys that are getting off the bus after the Wisconsin game and immediately <laughs> going getting more work, you know? Like, these are the guys that are, really, really doing the extra stuff. Um, and if they kept that off up all offseason long, like it could be a really big jump. And I mean, this offense is, is just loaded. Like I just cannot wait to see them in action. Well, that kind of takes me to another thing that I'm excited to see here this week is who takes over the reins as the true leaders of the team in the locker room and mm-hmm. out on the field, right? Because I... Aiden Hutchinson, by all accounts, really kind of led the charge last year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you, you lose him, you lose Hassan Haskins, who was also, you know, a, a great leader. I think Cade obviously fills the role. Whether or not Cade fully wins 
that starting position or it's a platoon thing, Kane is going to be a leader on this team. You know, mm-hmm. like that's just who he is. He's a natural born leader. Uh, so that one is filled. What about the other guys? You know, is it going to be the, the guys that we saw go to Indy? Is it going to be Mozzie Smith and Eric All? Or is it going to be, you know, and this would be something that you don't really see, but is it one of those guys who was a freshman last year just going into their second year? But you know that Donovan Edwards, J.J. McCarthy, Andrew Anthony, like they, they showed last year that they have leadership qualities to go do that on their own. They can lead by example, and that would be, you know, it'd be nuts that if sophomores were vocal leaders, you know, on a team with aspirations of winning a Big Ten championship. But, I mean, th- these guys seem kind of different, too, at the end of the day. So who's going to really step up and be the leaders of this team? Because, look, it's, it's incredibly difficult to get to the mountaintop, right? But it is so much harder to stay there. Yeah. So they got what they needed from a leadership standpoint last year to get to the mountaintop to finally slay the dragon that is Ohio State, finally win that Big Ten championship. But now guess what? You are getting everybody's best shot because you are the kings of the castle right now. Regardless of what Vegas says, we talked about this last week, everyone's picking Ohio State to win the conference. I understand that, but guess what? Until you knock Michigan off, they are still the champs, and everyone's going to be giving you their best shot here this year. So how you need the leadership to be able to stay there. And they've said all the right things, no complacency and all that, but it's all about the proof in the pudding. You know what I'm saying? So who's going to be the guys that really step up here this week? Because this is when it starts. Spring spring ball, excuse me. You know, that's one thing. You got your leaders there. You know, it's tough, you know, just a few months removed from the season to get up and do the conditioning and all that. But right now, one month away, from the first game of the year, who's going to step up and really lead this team? Yeah, I think that's going to be a big part of the uh, the quarterback battle too. Because um, you said uh, Cade's a natural-born leader, and, and so is J.J. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, you could just tell when he would be in the, in the post-game press conferences, you can tell a leader uh, from others, and, and that's exactly what he was. Like you said, he's kind of the one of the leaders of those, uh, those after-game practices. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be a big part too. And, and it definitely will be interesting to see the kind of role that whichever quarterback doesn't win that battle, you know, like you said, seems like Cade's going to be a leader no matter what, but it will, will still definitely be interesting to see what would happen if JJ were the starter um, and to see if he took a step back at all or, or if he keeps that up. What other things you, you looking forward to here, Scotty? Um. I think that another position group that I'm really excited to see is the tight ends. I'm really interested in, um, you know, what's going on with these groups where we have so many people returning. Um, and at the tight end, it's going to be Eric All and Luke Schoonmaker, who we saw both take huge strides last year. Um, I mean, the Schoonmaker in the, uh, in the Indiana game, that was like kind of his coming out party, you know, um, had some great catches uh, against big one against Penn State, big one against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. Um, Eric all, obviously he had the huge run on a bum ankle against Penn state. He had a breakout season. So another group of really talented guys that put up huge numbers last year coming back. I'm just so interested to see all of those leaps from those different position groups. Uh, and let me kind of piggyback off that a a little bit here. Um, uh, what I'm really intrigued to see, because you brought up two really good tight ends. I want to know with Josh Gaddis now in Miami, like, look, we know that Sharon Moore and Matt Weiss, they had they had input, they had a say, they had some fingerprints on that offense. But at the end of the day, 
regardless of, of what you know, people try to tell you, that was Josh Gaddis's offense. Now we're we're going to see a lot of the same things, but it, it's going to have now Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore. They're the co-offensive coordinators. It's going to have more of their fingerprints on it, you know. And, and I think it is going to be a little bit different. So you've got two really good tight ends there, right? In Eric All and Luke uh, Schoonmaker. Now we just talked about the running back room with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards and the wide receiver room with returning Ronnie Bell, Andrell Anthony, Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson, Kadarius Clemens get in there. What about A.J. Henning? You've got all these offensive weapons, and you just mentioned, you know, the the, the two tight end set. We know Michigan probably still wants to run the ball a little bit. Or, or, or excuse me, the two tight ends. Are we going to see a lot of two tight end sets? Or are we going to see more, you know, 11 personnel? out of this grouping because you've got two really good tight ends who are going to be able to block for you and catch passes, but you also have all these other offensive weapons. You know, what kind of personnel are we going to see a lot of the time? Are we going to see those two tight end sets? Are we going to see uh, 11 personnel a lot more? It's That part is really intriguing to me as well, and I'm sure we're going to start getting a little more reports out of it coming up here this week in camp. Yeah, and I'm really glad that you brought that up um, because – an article that I wrote, I think it was posted this uh, on Monday, the first, it was one question for each position group. And that's basically exactly what I said for the, for the tight ends. It was how much action are the tight ends going to get? You know, there's so much talent all over the offense. How is it going to be distributed? Like you said, what kind of personnel is going to come out there? So I'm glad you brought that up because I was wondering the same thing. It's just so much talent on the offense. So many playmakers to get the ball to like, how is it going to be distributed? Right, and that's going to be, and it's going to be brand new. You know, we'd have more of an idea if it was a Josh Gaddis offense, but it, this is Sharon Moore and Matt Weiss. You know, and it's you know it's kind of funny because you got Sharon Moore, who's a great offensive line coach. He's definitely he's going to be like let the you know let the big boys eat up front. Let's give it to Corb. Let's give it to Edwards. I'm sure he's going to you know be saying a lot of that. Where Matt Weiss, who's the quarterbacks coach, he's like let the boys sling it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be it's going to yeah. be a fun little dynamic. Yeah, and I mean that brings me to the thing that I am most excited for about uh, fall camp is for it to be over. And for them to start playing, because I just want to see a game so bad. And I mean, that's where all the answers are going to be, or all of the questions are going to be answered. And, um, or most, you know, I was gonna, I was going to say, let's let's it. not get carried not, away because all, it's Colorado State, man. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we're going to have plenty of questions after week one still. Definitely, but you know, that's what I'm most excited for. I want it to be done, and I want to see these guys play a game. I'm uh, one more thing I'm really excited for because. This has potential. This guy's got potential to be a fan favorite and one of my favorite players that we've had at Michigan maybe since Jabril Peppers, okay? And it just with the from a versatility standpoint, that is Mike Sanders still, right? Yeah. Because they, he played awesome as a nickel back in the spring game, man. But we know if you get the ball in his hands on the offensive side, dude is electric. Like, like he's gonna he's gonna be out there doing everything, and I absolutely love that. I love a little Iron Man football out of a guy like Mike Sanders, still, dude. Dude, yeah. Though I mean, those are the best types of players. Like you said, those are the fan favorites, guys that can just do it all. All. Um, I mean, for you to be able to perform at that type of level on both offense and defense in Power Five Division One college football, I mean, you're a freak athlete. Um, I mean, that's 
like you said, those are, those are the best players to watch. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And he provides uh, quite a bit of depth in that secondary that we talked about, you know, because yeah. yeah. Dax played a, a ton of nickel and he was so good at it that you need someone to be able to step in that spot. And by all accounts, and we saw it in the spring game, but by all accounts from spring ball during the practices, this dude was all over on the defensive side. Yeah, I mean, he looked like a natural out there. Um, to be honest, I'm not familiar if he played secondary at all when he was in high school. Um, but, I mean, that's why he's getting this move is Michigan needs the depth, and he's the kind of player that, that can provide some depth and, and really be a valuable asset over on that side of the ball. Yeah, no question, man. So camp kicking off, and we're hitting the final stride of summer. And I don't want you getting all scruffy out there because support for a brewcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Best in men's below the waist grooming. You don't want the, you know, you don't want the playoff beard below the waist going, right? Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. All right, Manscaped Performance Package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And this is an exclusive offer for you because we love you, our Brewcast listeners. We love you. We want you to get 20% off free worldwide shipping. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Just use the code MNB20. MNB20 at manscaped.com. You got to check it out. The Performance Package 4.0 is incredible. I've got mine, and I love it. I use it all the time, and I, I make sure, you know, I, I got to stay up to date, especially, you know, it's hot out. You, you know, you get a little sweaty. Got to make sure you're good. You know, you, you've got the toner. You've got the, the, the crop preserver deodorant. You got the performance boxer briefs. You got to get it all. Try it out. MNB20, Performance Package 4.0, is you're going to want it and you're going to love it. I promise you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MNB20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the code MNB20. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well... That's about going to do it for us here. As we get excited for fall camp, we're going to have plenty of storylines to talk about next week. Looking back on week one as the season creeps closer. Scotty, where can we find you on social media, my friend? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y. And you can find all my stuff on there. Always tweet out the links. Got our podcast going on. Going to keep talking some fall camp and and got some football articles as well. So you can check me out there on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Brewcast Show page as well at Brewcast Show and the Maze and Brew page at Maze and Brew. And uh, we're going to be changing up the schedule a little bit. I believe starting next week, we'll get you some more confirmation on that. We're going to be going back to our regularly scheduled recording on Mondays, dropping on Tuesdays, and very soon... Probably week of the first game. We're hoping to get back to our live shows on the Maze and Brew YouTube page. So make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you know when we are going to be going live on the Maze and Brew Facebook or excuse me, YouTube page. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to doing some more shows uh, and getting your feedback in real time. Love talking with you, the listener. Hoping to get that back probably uh, the beginning of the, the week of September 3rd uh, as we head into the start of the season against Colorado State. So for my partner, Scotty White, I am Luke Giardi, and we will see you next week on Brewcast.